What makes for a good story? Is it the world building? The hero? The plot twist? How can we be left feeling unsatisfied at the end of a two-hour-long movie, yet be left in tears by a 30-second commercial? What separates the story that resonates and the one that falls flat? And what does any of this have to do with business? I love brands. I love the stories they tell. When I was watching TV, I got more excited about the commercials than the regular program. Particularly, what I do remember is how I love these micro stories they told. And I think the storytelling aspect of commercials and brands is really in essence what fascinates me. Johannes Quote is the co-founder and co-CEO of luxury Italian shoe brand Koyo. Johannes recognized from a young age that stories have the power to connect with people in a profound way, a vital skill for still blooming brands and established Goliaths alike. It's not enough to have a great product. That product and every component that goes into it needs a story that connects with the consumer in a way that your competitors can't. Johannes has found the perfect blend of story and product, and today he shares what that discovery process has been like, how Koyo is creating a new category of sustainable luxury, and how he and his co-founder scaled Koyo from one perfect shoe to an ever-expanding collection that is attracting interest from the likes of GQ, Vogue, and even celebrities like Joe Jonas. All that and more on The Journey. There are always exciting things happening in the world of small business. The news that grabs the headlines, though, are always the highlights. The overnight successes, the billion-dollar IPOs, the massive exits. But just like your Instagram feed, that's never the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and press photos. Underneath all of that is the real work of building something valuable and lasting. Don't get me wrong, I love crazy success stories and can be drawn in by those big flashy tales just as much as the next person. But we all know that what's more important than the destination is how you get there. It's the struggles you have to overcome and the insights you learn along the way that make you who you are. So those are the stories we're telling. It's raw, it's honest, and maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Hillary Georgie, and this is The Journey. So, anyone who owns a small business knows what the difference between surviving and thriving feels like. And obviously, we all aim to thrive. That's why we're excited about our latest partnership with UPS. Our listeners know that whether you're moving your business online or getting into new markets or just trying to make things run faster and more efficiently, small businesses are up against a unique set of challenges. That's why UPS designed innovative tools just for small businesses that are made to help take you to the next level. Learn more about how UPS can get your small business moving forward at ups.com slash pivot. As a boy growing up in rural Germany, Johannes longed for the rush and excitement of something different and something new. He grew up with an interest in stories and in fashion. Particularly, he found himself drawn to shoes. I've always been into nice Italian leather sneakers. I think that was my fascination with design and my appreciation for craftsmanship at high school age and then in college during my first job. 
And honestly, I think what also drove it was I was always a like very tall, very lanky kid. No clothes ever fit me. So the only thing that I could channel all my interest into was like shoes <laughs> because I have normal, normal shoe size despite my tall height. And yeah, that became sort of a, a vent for me to focus all my design fascination and liking for fashion onto. After high school, Johannes headed to Switzerland, where he studied business and economics. He found work as a management consultant at McKinsey, where, as part of the program, he was able to continue his education. This led him on a path to the U.S. and the Wharton School of Business, where Johannes earned his MBA. He was well on his way to an illustrious career in corporate finance, but looking back, that time was merely a stepping stone to something greater. In his heart was still a love of fashion, a passion for storytelling, and a thirst for experiences that the corporate world couldn't quite quench. I love some aspects, the flexibility and the rigor with which people work. And there were other aspects that I thought could be improved. And when I looked at the people that were very senior at that firm, I realized what I wanted to do is be more like in the middle of it, get my hands dirty and feel true ownership and responsibility for everything I do. At the same time, as this call for adventure began awakening inside him, Johannes started to take note of a problem. Being in the U.S. meant that he no longer had access to his favorite clothing and footwear brands in Europe. Or if they were available, they were prohibitively expensive. This conundrum, combined with the entrepreneurial savvy he saw in the classmates around him, inspired him to pitch a business idea to his friend Chris, the only other German in the class. Warby, Harry's, they all came from my school and they were the topic that everybody talked about when I just started my MBA there. I thought, why don't we do a direct-to-consumer high-end leather goods brand? And I told my friend Chris, who was the only other German in my class, literally like five minutes after that idea. And I knew that he was also into these nice Italian high-end sneakers. He was super down to make it a project. So we dedicated the summer between the first and second year of MBA to that project. Designing and selling that first shoe was not a walk in the park, though. On a summer break from their studies, Johannes and his friend, and now co-founder Chris Weikert, took a trip. First, they flew to New York to meet with industry design professors at Parsons to help them finalize the fit and design of their first shoe. From there, they went to Italy to secure a manufacturer. Thanks to a lot of hustle and maybe a little bit of luck, Johannes and Chris convinced one of the factories that produced for Chanel to do a run of 300 shoes for their burgeoning business. But even with a well-known manufacturer now on their team, the shoes weren't exactly flying off the shelves or... In this case, out of Chris and Johannes's New York apartment. We had all the shoes in our apartment. It took a while to sell them. We activated our whole network in the US, which was mostly our MBA class. We started it with an email contest where for each share you would get points and whoever got the most points would win a pair of shoes, basically a giveaway, a social giveaway. We probably sell on one day now more shoes than we sold in the first three months. They decided to hold a pop-up store in New York and move some more shoes out of their apartment. And things didn't quite go as planned. Our first pop-up was February 2015, and it was 
the coldest day in a decade. There was an event the night before in that space and they had painted, it was a, like completely white space. So with that event, the, everything was dirty. So they painted it the night before because it was so cold. We stepped in in the morning and the paint was still completely not dried. So we drove to Ikea and bought rugs. But then it worked out and people came and everybody had a good time and we sold our first shoes and got great feedback. So that, I guess, that emotional roller coaster was quite memorable. They did a few more events and learned a lot of valuable lessons from those early pop-ups. But probably the most valuable thing they gained was proof of concept. There was a need in the market for what they were selling. So clearly, Johannes and Chris were onto something. And with their MBA coming to an end, it was time to make a decision. Would they end this side hustle and rejoin the corporate world or fully commit to Koyo? We decided to make this a real project and then continue to building it as a business. Johannes and Chris decided to double down on Koyo. For three years, they shared an apartment, which some might consider risky. After all, spending all of your time and space with your business partner can foster a rocky and tense relationship and environment. But Johannes points to the positive aspects of their arrangement. We were sharing an apartment. There was really no way for us to get in a fight and then just leave. We always had to figure things out in one way or the other. That commitment to addressing issues head on has served them well. Although they came into the business with similar education and career backgrounds to that point, each has taken on different aspects of the business. Johannes has honed his focus on more of the creative and Chris the financial, making them a powerful co-CEO duo. I understood some Italian, so I took over the, the product topics with our Italian manufacturers and Chris had his banking background, so he focused on finance topics, which kind of merged into operations. And then over the years, we have just sharpened that distinction. So I focus on product and brand storytelling, and Chris focuses on operations and finance. The first scene in Koyo's story was now set. Now that the characters had their roles and the product had been defined, Koyo could advance to the next chapter, telling exciting stories that would not only make the brand stand out even more, but would connect with consumers in an authentic and meaningful way. More after the break. I'm so excited that today's podcast is sponsored by UPS. One way to take your small business to the next level is to take it beyond these borders. And when you're ready, UPS International Shipping has your back. Expanding to new markets and reaching customers far and wide is easy. And you can forget about confusing customs paperwork because you'll have the power and support of the UPS logistics experts to help you conquer the world with confidence. And if you're a listener of this show, you know that confidence is key. Head to ups.com slash pivot and use the code SOAR, S-O-A-R, to save on your next global order with UPS International Shipping. Start here, go everywhere, break into new markets, and start reaching new customers with the help of UPS. Shoes and shoe designers are a dime a dozen. And standing out in the established world of luxury goods and brands may seem close to impossible for a newcomer. So how does Koyo do it? Simple. It's a brand driven by story. And Koyo's ability to tell meaningful stories hasn't gone unnoticed. 
It's led to collaborations with some of the biggest brands and names in the world, including Joe Jonas, HBO, and supermodel Nina Agdahl. And it was some of the most niche collaborations that brought out some of the best stories. One of our first collaborators was John Boy, this awesome tattoo artist who really invented unique style of tattooing. We designed a shoe together that was inspired by his tattoos. It had elements of his most famous tattoos, and it was a very close design process. Then we launched this shoe with a tattoo pop-up in our New York store. So John Boy brought his tattoo chair on a Saturday in New York, and his waitlist was months long. You can't get an appointment with him. For that day only, he opened his book and anybody who was early enough could get a tattoo by John Boy. We had editors from Vogue and GQ get tattoos in our store. And then they took it a step further. They decided to combine pastries and shoes, two of my favorite things, by doing a collaboration with Chef Dominique Ansel, the creator of The Cronut, a truly delicious crossover between croissant and donut. The Koyo team made a nod to the basic ingredients of the pastry, flour, sugar, butter, and eggs, with the material used to design the shoe. But that wasn't enough to make this a complete story for Johannes. We can't sell a Dominique Ansel shoe without something that's edible. So we decided to make a Dominique Ansel pancake mix and add that to every shoe box. So everybody who ordered the shoes could make their Dominique Ansel pancakes while they were trying on their new sneakers. Tattoos in a shoe shop? Pancake mix in a shoe box? These are unique collaborations, but what makes them work and what resonates with consumers is that they are 100% driven from a love for the product and an authentic connection with the partner. As Koyo continues to grow and work with amazing talent from around the world, Johannes says there is one simple requirement when looking at partners and what they bring to the process. We did these really cool collabs, always with people that are creatively extremely driven and have found their niche and are masters of this niche. And that's, that's really what interests us about people. They find their passion and, and go deep and really intense about it. As far as the partnership story goes for Koyo, the next chapter is even more interesting. High-end direct-to-consumer leather shoe sales is a fragmented market, resulting in a lot of hard work for Johannes and Chris. As their journey has evolved, they found it valuable to modify their focus and think about symbiosis their shoes can have with the materials they are created from. I'm talking about regenerative farming. The idea of only using the most holistic leather, creating the least negative impact on the environment. Koyo's next chapter is focused on becoming the first regenerative luxury leather goods brand on the market. Johannes and Chris have prioritized creating a great company with good social and environmental morals, which runs in tandem with their commitment to top quality products. At first, their goal was to ensure that Koyo was socially sustainable. They would travel to factories where their shoes were being made to see for themselves that the people working in those factories were being treated well. But as the company grew, so did the vision of the founders, and they added the goal of creating an environmentally sustainable product as well. We decided to, for each material, define what type of sustainability story we want to pursue. So for leathers, we decided we want to only work with leather working group certified tanneries. For 
outsoles, we decided we want to maximize the share of recycled components and if possible, use natural compounds. As you can imagine, this was not a clean process. This method created a piecemeal network that was limited by what the suppliers had. Not to mention, it was difficult to track and didn't create a compelling product story, which was tantamount to Johannes. At this point, they started talking to one of their investors, who had a great interest in regenerative farming. Taking the investor's advice, Johannes and Chris started looking into what partnering with regenerative farmers could do to holistically increase the sustainability of Koyo's leather shoes. Regenerative farming looks at the ecosystem as a whole and introduces multiple plants and animals back into that ecosystem. All these plants and animals each play a role in that ecosystem, balancing it, providing each other the nutrients, the food that is required to upkeep this healthy ecosystem. And as a consequence, you don't need pesticides, you don't need GMOs. And very importantly, the soil is being restored. So you grow a healthy root system, you have bacteria, you have fungi, you have all the good stuff back in the soil. And all of these roots and bacteria, etc., are organic matter, carbon-based. The effect is that carbon is drawn out of the atmosphere into the soil and stored in the form of roots and microorganisms and bacteria. As this production process is now underway, Johannes and Chris are deciding which of their shoe designs will get the regenerative farming materials first. And, key to Johannes, they're honing in on the best way to tell this story to consumers. But integrating this valuable new part of Koyo's story into their brand isn't so simple. We're honestly still figuring out how to tell this story because it's so complex and there's so many different elements to it. We try to find the right balance of getting the message across and making it also digestible. The way we're planning to do it is to have some tagline-driven statements and key facts on Instagram and in our emails, and then provide much more depth on our website. The Koyo story is one that is still being written. And while telling your brand story isn't always easy, it's vital to helping your collaborators, investors, and customers understand the real impact your company and product are having in the world. Hundreds of companies claim to have the perfect pair of shoes, but no other company can recreate the partnerships and sustainability message that sets Koyo apart every day. Johannes has always known the power of a good story, and he's leaning into that power every single day to make Koyo a force to be reckoned with. Because as Steve Jobs once said, quote, the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. The storyteller sets the values, missions, and agenda of an entire generation that is yet to come. The Journey is created by Mission.org and sponsored by UPS. To learn more about the show or mission, visit mission.org. And to learn more about how UPS can help your business, visit ups.com slash pivot.